NBA offseason week is in full swing. Uh, we talk a lot on this episode about the Chris Paul trade to Phoenix, and we speculate about many other trade rumors. Uh, but it has also come to my attention that Drew Holiday has been traded after we had recorded this episode. Uh, so he is now playing for the Bucks, or he will be this upcoming season. This is a great move for the Bucks as, as they're in win-now mode to show Giannis their commitment and to uh, bring a chip to Milwaukee. And Drew Holiday really fits the defensive schemes that uh, Budenholz uses and that the Bucks have kind of become known for. Uh, I think he's a huge upgrade from Eric Bledsoe, and I think that everybody here at MI Baller would agree. But we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about that because it happened after we recorded this episode. We don't spend a lot of time speculating on Drew Holiday anyways, so it's very fortunate. But we are going to speculate on a lot of NBA topics. And, uh, you know, it may get a little wild. So thanks for listening. Obviously, big big NBA news today. Uh, so if you're listening to this tomorrow, you already saw this news. But Chris Paul, the the hammer has dropped, and he's been traded to Phoenix. Um, you know, the package was kind of like what people expected it to be. You knew that Kelly Oubre was going to be sort of a centerpiece of that package. Uh, Oklahoma City picks up yet another draft pick. Uh, Ty Jerome went out, who was really good. And who was the, who was the other player in the – in the I'm package, there was blowing a, up right now. There was a four. Oh, Ricky Rubio. Yeah, Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. So, I know we've discussed this some on text, but you know I wanted to discuss it here on the show. Uh, I am. I was really, really pro this trade. Like, yep. I feel like Chris Paul yep. needed to go to contender. Phoenix showed that they have the chops to be there. That yep. they like just didn't quite have enough games last year to make it yep. happen. And Chris Paul obviously came and and balled out all of last year and was amazing. Phoenix needs veterans. They need somebody who can be a leader. Uh, where Booker and Aiden aren't like vocal leaders, but yep. they're great players. So I was all in on this this trade. I thought, man, that's the best move it's, that could happen. And I want Phoenix to compete. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because Booker's a Kentucky boy and that just makes him partial. <laughs> but I want Phoenix to compete. I, I wanted them to get that yeah. eighth seed if if the Spurs aren't going to. It's a it's a sneaky move for sure um, for Phoenix. You know, because a lot of the rumor Chris Paul going to a major contender such as you know one of the two teams in LA. Obviously, it, it didn't happen. I uh, read a lot of reports that um, Sam Presti worked with Chris Paul's agents to get him to a destination that was preferable, um, which obviously Sam Presti has had a record of doing that with his star players yeah, um, over the last couple of years. So, so kudos to them, like showing you know the love in the business. But I think this is a great spot for Chris Paul. I think it's um, beneficial on all sides. Beneficial for OKC what they got. I think it's beneficial for Chris Paul and uh, the opportunity that he'll have there in Phoenix. And if I'm Devin Booker, you know, I'm throwing a house party right now for Chris Paul. And if I'm DeAndre Ayton, I'm throwing a a house party for Chris Paul because they, it's without a doubt, you know, Devin Booker is one of the best young players in the league. DeAndre Ayton, one of the best young bigs in the league. And uh, Chris Paul is the best pick and roll point guard right now. And and him unlocking Ayton, taking the ball out of Devin Booker's hands so Devin Booker doesn't have to play a point all the time and and run offense and he can play shooting guard. It's, uh, you know, I I don't want to. I don't want to shoot off the mouth and uh, sound a little wild now, but you know, D Book's kind of like a young Kobe, and and maybe Oof. we kind of got a little okay. bit of a reminiscent of okay. of CP3 in LA ten years later. Okay, uh, so I, I I definitely I definitely like the trade a lot. Um, I think my reason for liking this trade is uh, is that you know Booker obviously getting a playoff ball, having to guard like having to guard the point guard like Rubio yep. obviously isn't a huge threat. That point, though he's a great passer and, and a good defender. Yep. Um, and I think that Aiden's potential will be unlocked. You know, I can see a lot of lobs, a lot of big, big plays down there between Paul and Aiden. Uh, I think that Aaron Baines is still a must. Like, like Phoenix has to re-sign Aaron Baines yep. because then they have a stretch five and can play small ball with a huge guy, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is a plus. Uh, but the thing that made me change my mind about this trade was the other news today, which was that uh, not only does Westbrook want out of Houston, but Harden wants out of Houston. Yeah. And I, I'm like, hey, if, if I'm Houston, I'm in sell everything mode. Like, oh, everything's sure. out. Like, you got a new coach who who's never coached really before, even though I think he was a good pick. 
you've got a new front office, yep. and you kind of made your last best run. You're out of assets. You're spending too much money, and you're literally going to rebuild mode. So like, and your Houston, your owner might you know <laughs> owner running out of money too. Yeah, that owner could be running out of money. Straight up. So like if you're Houston, you were looking how to how to maybe keep people wanting to come to games. But like getting a new young team, mm-hmm. and obviously the, the big talk is Harden and, and Brooklyn. But before we go that way, I feel like the news that Harden was available made me pause on the Chris Paul trade and think, man, if I was Phoenix, could I have sent Ubre and Rubio and Ty Jerome a draft pick mm-hmm. for James Harden? Because yeah. if you're going to spend forty million plus dollars a year on a player that's not worth forty million plus dollars a year, you might as well get one in his prime, you know? Yeah. And even though For sure. Harden, you know, Harden's gonna have the ball in his hands, that still makes Book playing off ball, makes Book turn into a Clay Thompson sort of character, which I think is much more his style than Kobe Bryant. But <laughs> um I felt like maybe Harden being on the table made Chris Paul not the best chip they could have got. Now, a burdened hand, they had the Chris Paul thing lined up. Yep. It was obviously almost a done deal. No reason to jump jump horses midstream. And then if you don't get hardened, then you might still strike out on Chris Paul. You know, I get that. I think that, that that's like a smart move to make. But it made me just pause and think, wait, did they get the best thing they could have yep. got for $45 million yep. a year? I, I get it. I get it. Um, I think that Chris Paul is still a better fit on that team, especially because of DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, James but, Harden I mean, would Paul be. can only play 25 to 30 minutes a game, and, and he's injury-prone. What if he doesn't play all the games? Maybe he plays 60 games. I'm, I'm pro know. that move, and I, I wonder, to your point, I wonder how known it was that James Harden was was going to request a trade out of Houston, because sure. I feel like that was, was kind of... fact to insiders. Yeah, to insiders, um, you know, like like we will be next year. Uh, but I think... I, to the public, I actually seemed... am an insider, and I just I've been afraid to tell you because I don't want to hurt your feelings. Like, oh, oh you only got between, one cast of the All Star. Well, between yeah. us, like I can tell you, you're the more sensitive, caring <laughs> individual, and I don't want you to get hurt. Yeah, that's so I'm that's just trying to protect true. you because I'm like a big brother. Yeah, know? that's that's probably not like true. the government, not in 1984, <laughs> present, just uh, like a different kind of big brother, like a traditional <laughs> kind. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, but but with the Harding trade, I think that is. Um, you know, we obviously knew that Westbrook was going to come out. That story broke a couple of days ago. But to me, I kind of thought that James Harden was wanting to go back to what it was three years ago in Houston, where it was all James Harden, no sidekick, and, and let him run. Uh, but I think James Harden was realizing that his championship window's closing, and if he couldn't do it against the Warriors a couple of years ago when they had him backs against the wall, well, it's I mean, not happening. James Harden's clearly ring-chasing. So, I mean, Chris Paul to Phoenix, I think that both sides win that trade. I'm just going to put that out. Uh, I don't think that – I think that losing Ty Jerome and Kelly Oubre really sucks for Phoenix. But I think that Paul is the difference between them making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. And there's still a lot they can grab in free agency. And, you know, there's still moves they can make. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that they have a really good team. And I'm not sure – I believe that they're a lock for a 7th or 8th seed. But – for sure. That could all change as the landscape of the NBA is going to change over the next few weeks yep. dramatically. So Absolutely. with Harden wanting out, you know, Harden Westbrook, they both want to leave. They both want to leave Houston. Uh, you have to assume other pieces are gone. Uh, I almost feel like Austin Rivers is probably gone. I feel like uh, Tucker's probably gone. Cove, if you have him and you can trade him, you definitely trade him because he's got value. Uh, so I think that everybody's probably moving on from, from Houston that can move on, that mm-hmm. has value. Um and that's great because I hate Houston. I'm glad to see him fail. Like I'm like, hey, Houston failed. We can celebrate in the streets. Yeah. Uh, and I like Chris Paul a lot more than James Harden. So oh, since I sure. like Phoenix, for sure. Yeah, we don't want to give know, James Harden too I'm much. I'm not trying credit to give James podcast. Harden credit. And obviously, James Harden wanting to go to Brooklyn is literally the it, perfect sort of example listen, of what a whiny baby I, James Harden is. But I was pro KD going to Golden State Warrior. I went on record. I'm anti Harden going to Brooklyn unless it ends with a, like an on the court fight between. KD, Kyrie, and Harden for the ball. Like, well, that's, just all, actually that's all it's going to be. Because they, they're all three great ISO scores, but, like, who gets the ball in crunch time in that situation? Uh, what's I'm, what's even the team around them? I'm still not convinced that Brooklyn is ever going to pull this off. Like, to me, if you're Houston, I don't even want to let Harden yeah. win in Brooklyn. I want to send Harden somewhere he hates. I, I, also, I, yeah. I don't know if Harden has – Can does he have a no-trade clause? Can he – can he pull it? I didn't actually look into I that. I, yeah, I didn't check. Because, you know, then if he's, like, trying to force his way to Brooklyn, then it's maybe a little more serious. Yeah. But if I'm Houston, I'm sending him somewhere bad, you know? Yeah. I'm sending him somewhere where I don't have to worry about him. 
Do you think and Houston wants to do lie. the same thing with Harden as uh, as St. Presti did with CP3? You don't care about his feelings? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think so. I think that Houston, if I'm Houston, I'm looking at who I can get the most stuff from. Yep. Like, one, uh, we, yeah. we go to Westbrook. You said Westbrook to Charlotte. I say Westbrook to Charlotte. If I'm Houston, I'm sending Westbrook to Charlotte because Charlotte's got a bunch of young guys. They can salary match somewhat with Batum, who they don't want. You can get somebody good, whether it's P.J. Washington or, uh, you know, even Terry Rozier. You're going to get some value player. And, uh, and Rozier was actually pretty good. He hit a lot of threes last year in catch and shoots. Mm-hmm. Like, you get enough out of him, and you could get Charlotte a Charlotte draft pick, which could be really good. Yeah. If you take the number three pick right now, it would be awesome, but I'm not sure Charlotte would give that up. I think that if I'm trading Harden and I'm Houston, I'm looking at Atlanta, who has tons of young guys. I'm looking at New York, who I can dangle anything in front of, yep. and they would just I, jump I would care. Them. I would care more about James Harden in New York than James Harden anywhere else. I think the move for Houston, in my opinion, I, I don't know why the media just kind of forgot about this, is Houston, or James Harden going to Philadelphia for either Embiid or Simmons. Yeah. And that that's is... the best move for Houston to get one of those guys, do the experiment of building the team around one, and, and, and then Philly compete. doesn't have to you know, yeah. pull the trigger. And having Embiid in the West would be amazing for Houston because the West is just owned by can, bigs right can now. We just get, so. Can we just get Embiid versus AD four times a year? Yeah, Embiid versus Jokic four, four times, times a year. year. Like, nice. That's it. Embiid, yeah. Aiton. You know, that's yeah. that's the move. It would be. It would, it would be It would be really great to see and that. And then when Boogie Cousin comes back. So I, I definitely I definitely feel I definitely feel in that. I think that Philadelphia could put together a great package. Mm-hmm. The only bad thing about Philadelphia is they lack a lot of, like, future stock. They've pretty yeah. much traded all their yeah. future stock, where if Atlanta gives you a future round pick, you know Atlanta's probably still going to suck. So you're going to get a good <laughs> pick. Uh, same with Charlotte you know, yeah. or Orlando. These are teams that are you know, in the top ten, so getting one of their picks yeah. would be great because you're getting picks, especially since you don't really want this draft. Mm-hmm. Nobody really wants this draft, and we're going to get to the draft. But, um, yeah, I feel like those guys are, are all getting traded. I also think you know, we're going we're gonna to hit this more on, on our – because we're going to try to put out two episodes this week, so you're listening to today. You're going to have more Am I a Baller because we're trying to play catch-up. We want to really let you know we love you. Plus, <laughs> it's a really busy NBA week, yeah. and we're just really excited. So, you know, with with all these things, we know Westbrook's probably getting traded if there's somebody for him. We know that Harden's going to get traded if there's somebody for him. Um, it'd be hard for me to think that Houston's going to, like, go into the season with either of those guys yep. and try to make it work whenever it's clearly broken. Um, I feel like there's other pieces we know are, are probably on the block, you know, in the in in I think what's crazy is that all these people are gonna get traded probably in the next three or four weeks. Yeah. Like deals are gonna happen and they're gonna happen fast. Well because they, they have the free agencies happening yeah. fast and the drafts happening fast. And so this is gonna be like a roller coaster ride of NBA transactions. So we know that coming up, Drew Holiday is on the block on an expiring contract. They could wait until till the break, but they also could trade him sooner, and I think we'll trade him sooner. There's still the rumor that Rudy Gobert is is available, mm-hmm. which could really fit well with the Golden State trade exception, uh, who people think may try to draft Wiseman because they need a center, but Gobert would actually be the center for Golden State if uh, they could pull that move off. Um, there's there's talk of LaMarcus Aldridge has been in conversations about yep. Golden State as well and, and on the block. And you have to think that, that he's out there, that DeRozan is, is out there as a possible player option in trade as he's got a season left in, in his contract um, or can go to free agency. Uh, Drummond is in the same spot. I think that Drummond could be on the block. Kevin Love is on the block. He has to be. I mean, they can't continue to hold on to him. He's literally just losing value daily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's just so many guys right now who you just think this guy's going to get traded. We know that Brooklyn is going to move uh, Dinwiddie or Levert and maybe Jared Allen, you know, mm-hmm. as they're looking to get fresh pieces to build around Kyrie and KD. Um, so I just feel like at this point, there's a lot of moving pieces that are out there. We know that the Clippers are looking for somebody. They're looking yep. for talent. They're looking for a big. Absolutely. So, to me, I'm looking at the landscape of the NBA, and I'm just thinking this landscape is going to change so much that I, I'm, I'm like, this might be better than the season. All, all of the <laughs> contenders are uh, are making moves. You know, it's, it's a win-now league. We saw that, especially last year. Uh, a lot of teams think that they have a shot. You know, one of the guys that we didn't mention, we haven't touched on much, uh, Aaron Gordon. You know, the, yeah, the Magic wanted to, wanted to trade him. The Magic have just been an average team for years. And well, they've, they've been talking about trying to trade him for a higher yep. pick. Like, trade their pick, yep. which I think is, what, 10th? Yeah, um, yeah, in that range. Yeah, or maybe it's 15th. Aaron Gordon in the 15th pick for yep. any of the top three or four yep. picks. 
Um, and honestly, I'm not sure if I see anybody jumping on that. Yeah, I mean, Aaron um, Blake Gordon, Griffin's got to be Gordon on the block could be a fun, yeah. as well. Which Aaron Gordon, Blake Griffin, a I lot of think a lot of good bigs, uh, the same kind of guy. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So automatically, when I think of Aaron Gordon, I think oh, Blake <laughs> Griffin too. Uh, and I think that Derrick Rose has to be on the move yep. too. Who is my sleeper pick for Golden State's uh, trade exception? I think if Golden State holds their draft pick, then they're I think they're going to draft Wiseman if they hold the pick, which mm-hmm. which we can kind of get into what you think is the top four or five here. And I think that they could go for Derrick Rose as the trade exception because then they have a backup point guard, ball handler that's not Kai Bowman, and uh, they're going to need that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> everybody needs a backup ball handler. So For sure. Obviously, Draymond can run point as well. But uh, I think defensive big is normally their thing. You look at Javon McGee or Zaza, they weren't looking for scoring, and they were looking for a lob here and there and somebody that could eat up some paint yeah. room, you know. So let's look Let's look at the draft. You know, um Minnesota's got the number one Minnesota's pick. Minnesota's got number one. It, it seems like a lot of trade rumors have kind of died down with Minnesota that, um, I don't know, maybe maybe either they've cooled off and they don't want to trade away that number one pick. Maybe they don't see anything. But in my opinion, it kind of seems like you know, they don't really have the assets to trade that they want to give, get rid of. They're obviously not wanting to get rid of Cat or D'Angelo Russell because it just makes them even more of an embarrassment to constantly be giving up their good pieces and, and things like that, going all the way back to KG. But... Uh, you know, it seems like Minnesota might stay put with that number one pick. A lot of rumors that if they do, they'll pick up Anthony Edwards, which you know could be a good good move next to D'Lo and and Cat. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Finally I don't get a little defense. I personally, I think that I've seen a lot of people predicting Anthony Edwards. I think if the picks stay where they are, or even if they don't, I actually think Lamelo Ball is going to go number one, mm-hmm. uh, only off the basis that upside is the largest. Yeah. So, uh, do I think Lamelo Ball is going to be amazing? Uh, nah, I don't. I don't really think that. I don't think he's going to be. Um, I don't even see him as like a Jamal Murray level. I see him below that, maybe above Lonzo, but Lonzo's defense is really good. So, um, I don't know. Um, but I think that because of his upside and potential, and since no one really seems to know if anyone's good in this draft, yeah, um, that he seems like the best pick because. It's the idea of take the most talented person on the board if you mm-hmm. if you don't have anybody you need. Uh, and Minnesota clearly doesn't need a center, so they're not going to go James Wiseman. I feel like Anthony Edwards, I, he's he's a shooting guard in my mind, and D'Angelo is best as a shooting guard in my mind, mm-hmm. um, playing off ball and then making good passes when you need him to. And Lamelo is he is a good passer, like he showed he's a really good passer. Uh, so I think man, you could have a ball handler that could pass. I feel like they might just be getting a, a defensive light Ricky Rubio back, though, in Lamelo Ball, <laughs> at least for the next, like, two or three years. Like, I feel like yeah. it could take him a while to be defensive. Yeah. Also, man, I know Minnesota's got a new regime, but, you know, they, they really didn't do great with Wiggins. No. And you think, man, Lamelo Ball could be an Andrew Wiggins. Absolutely. Like, build and everything. He's got Wiggins Absolutely. everything. So, that's it's, it's a huge yeah. gamble in I, my mind. I wouldn't touch uh, touch Lamelo Ball. And it's not not anything against Lamelo Ball. I just uh, I guess it's everything against Lamelo Ball. It's, it's, too, <laughs> <laughs> it's too risky. It's I would trade that number one uh, pick for a uh, a used point guard, <laughs> a point guard they could. Darren least, Williams. Yeah, yeah, a point guard who can at least uh, I know play yeah, in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, is uh, sure. is Joe Johnson still in the league? Yeah, see, <laughs> I said need ISO Joe. Um, no, but I mean you you either. Uh, you know, you get applauded for being the guy who actually believed in Lamelo Ball when he's an all-star in three years, or you just look like a fool that wasted a, a number one pick, um, like everybody else thought was going to happen. So it's it's, ball, it's risky. He's got he's got so good. much risk. He's got to be good. There, there's like, no reward without risk. There's no reward without risk. But I mean, in, in all in all metrics, he's always been considered to be better than Lonzo, like at the yep. same ages. And Lonzo is good. He's an NBA player. Like, and his shot's definitely better than Lonzo's, like, mm-hmm. mechanically. Yeah. I feel like they, they can't go wrong with that. You already know my pick for number two. I got Wiseman number two. Yep. If, if the um, worst they put it, I think that's that's the move. And if they trade, I feel like their trade partner could be Charlotte. I feel like Michael Jordan wants James Wiseman. Mm. He loves bigs that <laughs> underperform. Yeah, the Zellers. Uh, so, yeah, he loves that. Kwame <laughs> Brown with his yeah. first pick ever. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just, like, this thing where Jordan likes to get really big guys. And uh, he is a defensive big. Uh-huh. I don't know if Wiseman is better than having, like, a Mitchell Robinson. Like, mm. people like to give him the Rudy Gobert comparison, and I think, uh, Mitchell Robinson, Nerlens Noel maybe. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in that level. Uh, really athletic, and it might block some shots, but maybe struggle at the rest of the NBA stuff. Um, yeah. 
So if uh, if Golden State traded down one pick, they could still get anybody else on the board and uh, and you know get uh, some some places some people from Charlotte that they want. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know who they want from Charlotte. The, but yeah, there, there's the a problem. lot of good pieces. Yeah, they have they have George role players. Yeah, they they have uh, some decent role they players. They have guards well. for days. They, yeah. Charlotte's loaded with guards that can't all play at once. Um, but you know, let's say that Golden State takes Wiseman. Does that mean that you think Edwards has to go third? Like, the yeah, top three I, I don't is think this, that no I don't think that Anthony Edwards drops out of the out of uh, the top three. I don't think Wiseman drops out of the top three. I could see Lamelo dropping out of the top three, top five, you, just you do? due to risk. Who do you think would go over Lamelo? You think uh, Tyler? What's his name? Halburton? Mm. Um, or yeah, the guy? The I Bulls think, are projected to pick a yep. Euro player. No, yeah, uh, right. Depends now, on most. yeah. Depends on on a lot. You know, I like. Uh, uh, a dude that I've seen a lot of highlights is uh, that Israeli guy, Denny. Um, yeah, that's who the Bulls are, yeah. are looking at. Denny, uh, I can't say his name. I'm not going to butcher <laughs> it. Um, yeah. But uh, he's he's actually a solid player, solid wing player. Uh, I've, I've watched some of his workouts. Obviously, they're workouts. I've watched a lot of highlights. Um, you know, believe it or not, I haven't watched a lot of Tel Aviv games uh, <laughs> over here in the U.S. But, you know, he seems like one of those guys. But it's, it's always hard with European guys. You know, they're, they're either Dirk or... Um, you know, it, even like a good scenario that Ricky Rubio, where you you see him win gold medal at at seventeen, but uh, Ricky Rubio doesn't turn into the player that we want him to in in uh, in the United States, and then every fifteen years we get Dirk or, or Luca. So it's like you know who knows. Yeah, I don't know if it's every fifteen years. I mean, I feel like the European players are are solid overall. Usually, yeah. there was a yeah. time where obviously everybody was buying <laughs> yeah, European yeah. players, and and that was a mistake. If I'm a GM, but... I'm going European at least second round every year. You might as well. They have better experience. They have better fundamentals. Uh, quicker, typically, to be a plug-and-play role player. Um, so I, I think that's the move. Okay. Um, I, I, I think that that could happen. I think that Melo could go lower. Uh, I do There's feel a like, lot of talk for I do the feel Bulls, like no Bulls one's trading gonna, up, though. Yeah, I mean, they could use LaMelo. Uh, the Bulls could. Yeah, but um, it's it's just like, what's the point of Kobe White then? What's the point well, of? Well, what, what was the point of Kobe White? I mean, yeah, but I, I understand. But that was Kobe we White and a boiling. We both like the Bulls. Yeah. We both like the Bulls. Okay, but like, I I actually hate teams that I like, you know, <laughs> and I hate everything the Bulls have done for the most part for a long time. Yeah, and yeah. so I don't I don't think the Bulls like team is a team that I'm like excited to build around. Like uh, when I look at teams yeah. of a young core, that I'm like really stoked. Like like you're looking at Memphis, you're yeah, looking well, at just New Orleans Levine or Charlotte. Hate. It's not just Levine. It's it's even that like 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 Lowry has underperformed where he would be. Otto Porter's never playing. He's getting paid a ton of money, but he's always injured. Um, you know, I think that that Wendell and, and Valentine both look good, but they're also getting minutes that they wouldn't even get on another team. And if this is their potential, like if they're already close, like what's their ceiling? You know, I'm just not convinced. Yeah. And Kobe White, I was never convinced that that was the best pick. Like I always thought, really, Kobe White. You know, the Bulls are just like, they want to have a great point guard ever since they lost Rose. Yeah. And they just haven't been able to get it together. I actually liked Levine working a point guard. Um, Levine had a great year Minnesota, last year. They, they had him play point I think that can lot, be a sneaky you know? trade. I think that's a sneaky trade on the board that a lot of people won't expect. But uh, it, there's the potential. I don't think it's the right move for the Bulls to get rid of Levine. Uh, and, I, and he actually had I think, a sneaky great season last year I think drafting. I think drafting Danny well, is the well, wrong move for the Bulls, but... Um, I think they got to get rid of Porter. I, I think it's just Porter's wasted, gonna. Wasted I, Porter's, Porter's a trade deadline player. If they can get him minutes, somebody yeah. will want him. Um, but yeah, you know if they're like borderline get in the playoff or not. I, I really think that the Bulls lack what I consider a dominant big mm-hmm. or a dominant point guard. So those are like their two biggest needs. Yeah. And the looking at looking at Denny, he's kind of not either. You know, he's. He's a, a power forward wing who has played point before, but he's not really a point forward. Uh, and some of his numbers show that he may not be the best three-point shooter. And I think that what you're looking for when you're looking at these tall guys from Europe is you're hoping for a, a Chris Stops, and uh, I don't think they're going to get that out of him. And I also don't think that they're going to get um, – oh, who's who's the player that left for good last year after playing for Milwaukee, went to Barcelona? Nikola. Oh, yeah. And Nick, yeah, yeah, Nikola Meritage. I don't think they're going to get Yeah, ever since he broke his jaw in that fight with Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think they're going to get that – out of that player, I think it's a questionable pick. Um, yeah. But I, I also think all these are questionable picks. Um, it's, it's a weird draft. And, and, you know, we do this every year where nobody knows if it's a good draft or a bad draft. Nobody's known if it's a good draft or, 
years. You know, there's always like two or three players. It's a, it's obviously a little dulled down. You know, we don't have the big name star coming out. Um, but you know, maybe it'll change in ten years, and we look back and think, "Wow, that was actually surprising." You know, three or four. I, I do think the there's going to be stars in this in this draft. I just think it's harder to predict where they are right yep. now. Number five, you've got Cleveland coming in at five. Um, Cleveland, to me, now represents the overall problem with the rest of this draft, <laughs> which is they could be picking three, four guys here. Um, Obi Toppin is is what Bleacher Report has in their final. Uh, Nkongwu from uh, USC, who mm-hmm. I think is probably a better pick than Toppin, but uh, both of them play uh, center and power forward. Yep. Um, or if you still have Tyrese Halliburton on the board, he's considered maybe the best point guard still on the board at this yeah, point. Yeah, but but what's, and what's what, Cleveland going to do, though? What's Cleveland going to do with either of them? Yeah. Like, they don't need a power forward center. They traded for Drummond, yeah. and they still have Kevin Love, and yep. they probably still have Tristan Thompson sitting around. <laughs> and then you've got, you know, Sexton and Darius Garland yep. on, on your guard rotation. And so basically the best players left on the board are neither the thing you need. You need to draft a, a 3 and D guy, so they yep. would probably do really well with, with Denny from Israel. Uh, but... They, it's hard to predict three and D guys. Probably the hardest guys to predict in a draft when you're looking at just the build of a guy in mm-hmm. college numbers or European or other pro league numbers is this guy's going to be a three and D guy. Like, like no one knew that Robert Covington was going to be a great three and D guy until yeah. he played in the NBA and then he was one, you know? Yeah. So, like, that's what they need. They need a really great wing. They need, like, a, a, a really great wing. If I'm Cleveland, I know exactly the wing I'm shopping for. I'm trading that pick. And Kevin Love, straight up, to the L.A. Clippers for Paul George, playoff P. At least I have a wing that might be able to play during the regular season. Uh, and okay, Cleveland okay. isn't playing outside the regular season. Okay. So that's all they need. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the truth, right? You think, you think we'll see Cleveland hit 40 wins this decade? All of 2020 to 2030? Yeah, yeah I do think. 40, 50... They they made I think the biggest mistake that they made, okay, the two straight biggest mistakes, okay, the three <laughs> straight biggest mistakes they made in the last couple of years is one they should have already traded Kevin Love for something good yeah. like like draft picks they should have yeah. Sam Presti that thing yeah. and stocked up right yeah. Cleveland and Oklahoma City could have been said to be the greatest teams ever in twenty twenty seven than anyone's ever seen. No. But only OKC will still be there, and Cleveland will not. All paying the and, rookies about $20. Yeah, paying a bunch of rookies $20. <laughs> the next wrong move they made was drafting Sexton or drafting Garland, whichever one you want to consider. You, should, you needed to go with one horse. You didn't need to make them win it out. Mm-hmm. Get you a veteran guard and a rookie guard. Don't get you two rookie guards. Mm-hmm. That's a mistake. And the third mistake they made was trading for Andre Drummond for <laughs> no dang reason when they already had Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, and they weren't getting the ball anyway. The Drummond trade is beyond stupid still. I'll never yeah. understand it. Yeah. And now, what do they even do with him? He could just opt it's out. Just, the whole thing like that, just doesn't like, matter. Teams like that, and, and I call this, you know, I've had this theory in sports the last couple of years. I call it my Tim Tebow theory. And I developed it when Tim Tebow was, was uh, dwindling out of the NFL. And I thought, why doesn't some GM on some bad team just sign Tim Tebow? Because he's obviously going to sell jerseys. People obviously love him. He has his, his niche in the culture. And if I'm Cleveland, I do exactly that. I just I grab somebody who's like a, a big name, you know, whoever, you know, anybody. I get playoff P like that. You know, just anybody that can be like, this is my franchise guy. But they don't do that. They've been better off trading for Blake Griffin than Andre. Even if you, like, get get Zach Levine and you say Zach Levine is our guy and you hype him up and you make the whole world second-guess themselves and think, wait, is Zach Zach Levine Levine really that guy? How does he make this podcast so much? This podcast (laughs) talks about Zach Levine more than any basketball podcast, period. And it's really all because of you. There's there's a Bulls podcast that talks about Zach Levine less. (laughs) Like, literally, like, yeah. they're paying for a podcast. But I'm just saying, like I'm just saying, is that a worse move than just, like, perpetual people theorizing if you're ever going to get 40 wins this decade? I think the Drummond move is the worst. <laughs> I think I think drafting both Sexton and Garland is just yeah. like, Cody Alvin, you had no idea what you were doing. Yeah. Um, you were playing 2K, uh, GM, <laughs> and you needed to play real-life GM. Yeah. Uh, bad moves all around. They need to just tear it all down. Literally start it over, keep one of those guards and just tear it all down from yep. there. No reason. But Cleveland, you got Larry Nance. Yeah. Bad teams. You'll bad be teams fine. stay bad teams because they don't. They either just don't make moves or they make terrible moves over and yeah. over. 
So the Knicks make terrible moves. And, the Magic don't make moves. And Cleveland is just like the city we are presently in is a city of mediocrity. <laughs> they will be satisfied with very little. Yeah. Like they and finally we're not got recording a championship. Well, we're not recording in Springfield, uh, but they finally got a championship with LeBron, yep. and uh, they don't care anymore. You know, the the Indians have been pretty good. The Browns go five hundred. They're like, oh man. <laughs> We are living our best Dog lives here in Cleveland. Pound. Yep. Dog so it you doesn't know, I, matter. I've driven They're through Cleveland, um, and and I just, you know, anybody not from the Midwest, if you ever think about Ohio and you read in your history books, you know, like how was Ohio such a powerhouse a hundred years ago in the in the country, and uh, and it really. Like, it's, it's the peak of the roller coaster, and it's been downhill since. And I try not to spend <laughs> more than six hours at a time in Ohio. In Ohio. Uh, and, and, you but know, Columbus I have to stop. Nice. I've been to Columbus plenty of times. Cincinnati's not too bad. I've been to Cincinnati plenty there. of times, and I've tried not to stop in Cleveland. Yeah, it's really northern Ohio. Like, Cleveland, Toledo. I, I just, I think that Cleveland looks across looks across Lake Erie, and they see Toronto, and they think that they're Toronto. But really, that's. Have you ever I, gone swimming in Lake Erie? I think that, I did once. It was a mistake, dude. Nasty. Exactly. I think that Toronto dumps their trash and it ends up in Cleveland. <laughs> well, then. Uh, when, when Toronto deports Canadians, they go to Cleveland. Yeah, it could be. Uh, who's the trash in Toronto right now? Like uh, nobody. Toronto's nobody. They're great. all good. Right? Toronto's, Toronto's a great team. They got their chip. Uh, Cleveland needs a they lot of guys from chip. Toronto right now. They got their chip. Um, yeah, Cleveland's the new punching bag. Like Houston rebuilds, so Cleveland becomes the punching bag. Sixth pick is the Hawks. Uh, best player on the board is probably still a center or a point guard. And um, they just traded for Clint Capella, and they they have John Collins. They have Trey Young. Again, they need a three and D wing. I'm not going to call it. Um, people have Okongwu going at that pick. Uh, mm-hmm. He is really good. Um, they say the Spurs are trying to move up to maybe get him, and he would look great in San Antonio. Yep. yep. Uh, the Pistons. Uh, the Pistons are at seventh. Um, Just make some moves. Got Musan in. See yeah. what happens with Blake Griffin. See what happens with D Rose. They're definitely selling yeah. Griffin. They're definitely yeah. selling Rose. I mean, they, they I don't see. They, they have value. Both of them have value. Yeah. I mean, Rose is coming off a contender. great season, and uh, it has a year left on his contract. He's going somewhere. And I'm still saying he's going to Golden State. I think Golden State with Derrick Rose as Steph Curry's like backup point guard. I, I think he goes to LA. Wow. I think he goes to to probably the Clippers. See, I don't think so. I, I don't think the Clippers will get him. I think that they'll pick up Chris Dunn, and uh, I don't think that. I mean, is Beverly unrestricted? Or uh, well, sure. I think sure. Beverly's sure. something. Uh, he's 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 a free agent of some type. Uh, I think if they get done, they let Beverly go. Uh, because oh yeah, I, I agree. It's it's it's, it's same, the same, same kind thing. of trade off yep. and. I don't think they're really looking for a true point guard. Um, I think they need a big. I think they need a floor-stretching big, so they're going to be looking for that. They could be in the LaMarcus Aldridge sweepstakes mm-hmm. um, as he could put up some good minutes for them. Yep. Him and Zubac going back and forth could really work. Uh, also, Jacob uh, Paletti is at the other spur. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's available. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, the American pronunciation. I, I told you, I'm a bad, bad pronunciator. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, no, I think the, the Spurs are going to make some moves. I think so I think that some of those guys could be gone. I think Pearl is a free agent. So I think that uh, I don't see the Clippers going after Rose. And I think with the Lakers and the Dennis Schroeder trade, which I think was a great trade all around, great. Um, yep. I think that uh, that kind of seals the deal that they're not going after Rose either. You know, They know that, that Rondo is walking, so Rondo is going to be signing somewhere. Um, hopefully not just over with the Clippers because that would suck. But um, he's going somewhere. So And right also – you have to assume that Danny Green's on the trade block. Oh, you know, for sure. There's no way Oklahoma City sure. actually wants him, and a contender no. does. Uh, Memphis trade for Danny Green. Uh, <laughs> he's your three and D wing to complete that young team, Tell and Memphis. y'all will be. Yeah, dude, Memphis would be sick with Danny Green, bro. Put it together. They have a great point guard. They have a great power forward. No. They have other great pieces. They need a three and D guy that's a veteran to keep them young dudes on earth, bud. No, Memphis. Memphis comes in AC no. if they get Danny Green. That's I just, all they I just need. want. I just want Memphis versus OKC, young team versus young team. Both got swagger. Both have guys that I love, and I want that to be OKC. Okay, barely has a team left. <laughs> they're they're Yo, trading everything. They're gonna but have they guys have, you've they never have seventeen heard of. picks in the incubator. Yeah, they're, they're gonna have they're ten guys passion. from the G League on the starting lineup. Hey, let them go. Yeah, let yeah them they're go. bottom of the barrel this year. Uh, so. The Pistons, I think, are definitely going to take a point guard. I think they're definitely thinking, hey, Rose is out, and they just traded uh, Bruce Brown. And um, I think that they're going to take a point guard. So maybe it's Halliburton. Maybe it's uh, Patrick Williams. I think they need to make a move, um, though, in a trade. I think they need to move up. Yeah, I mean, that, they that'd, could, be, that'd be a if, spot, you know, to that's steal That's a great level ball spot. Yeah, you know, exactly. It, it really is. 
Uh, Knicks have the eighth pick. I'm going to predict that they do whatever the worst thing is they can do. <laughs> like, without a doubt. Like, nothing yeah, changes there. Sure. Um, so, uh, whatever they predict. Uh, Bleacher Report predicts Devin Vassell. Uh, people think maybe Isaac Okoro. Um, I think that they're going to pick uh, somebody just out of left field. Um, yeah. So. They're going to do something dumb. Wizards have a ninth pick. Um, I think that it's tough to figure out what the Wizards are going to do again. Uh, because the return of John Wall has them at least pretending to be it, some, you know, everybody's on. everybody's hitting feelers on Bradley Beal. We gotta, that's our, you know, Mark got to hit it every episode. Yeah, they they say they're not trading him though. <laughs> I know that's what like, they say. They say that they say that they are repeatedly not trading him, and I believe them. I don't think they're trading Bradley Beal. Oh, like, I, don't I don't think so either. And I he's got to another think that year. They're getting uh, forty wins again. I I don't know. I, I I do love the idea of John Wall coming back and being amazing, and Bradley mm-hmm. Beal and. And, uh, and Rui and uh, Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant's their starting center, though. Maybe they're drafting a center. You know, maybe, they, mm-hmm. maybe they're trying to get one of these guys, you know, and getting a center that's actually good. I feel like there's a lot of centers in this draft who are, you know, fieldable. But Thomas Bryant would be a great guy with, with a John Wall. I mean, he's a, he's a rim runner. Yeah. He can play the kind of basketball you need with a passer like Wall. And if Wall comes back and he's even Rondo good – you know, just his passing ability alone, they're going to be a tough team. I think that they could be in the playoffs, but you're not even giving them 40 wins. So, <laughs> And the 10th pick is Phoenix Suns, and they did not trade um, this pick to the Thunder, no. I don't believe. No, so I think they traded 20 They traded, yeah, the next year's pick. Yep. So they're going to get somebody to, to plug in, and you got to assume they're looking to replace Kelly Oubre. Yep, exactly. I think and they're going wing on it. It's, again, hard to tell. Uh, Aaron Nesmith. Patrick Williams, um, one of those guys that they're available uh, in my mind. But one of them is going to be going there. And this draft, to me, this is a draft where you can really get great players late in the draft. Um, I've had my eyes on Tyrese Maxey. He was amazing in Kentucky. Uh, I love my Kentucky boys. Yeah. Uh, some well, projections have been going. We're going to shout out some colleges. You know, I got to well, shout no. out to, to Cassius Winston and Xavier. Oh, Tell my gosh. Me. I saw Cassius Winston could be a, a Golden State. Second rounder. Um, yeah, uh, I've, I've seen. Uh, you know, Raptors have twenty nine. Too small. Pick. He's too small for the NBA. Yeah, but but Raptors with the twenty nine, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet looking elsewhere. Fred Van Fleet is a, Cassius, is a free agent. Yeah, Cassius Winston uh, could be that pick there. Smart, high IQ player. Yeah. You know, I always like the high IQ player. That means that they stayed in college. Listen, for we're talking years. about Tyrese Maxey, right? Now. <laughs> Tyrese Maxey is like a better James Harden. Uh, he can, <laughs> he's better. He plays defense. He's better. He can cut shoot. shoot you know with who's a better hand. James Harden next year? D Book. D Book okay. with CP three. Better, better team. Um, plus, we all know that that Kentucky guards are way oh underrated. Jamal Murray, oh, D book, way go. underrated. Jamal Murray, D book. I mean, here we go. Hey, I also just want to point out that uh, when when you're looking at the bigs, like you're looking at the big schools, so you're looking at, at Kentucky, you're looking at North Carolina, you're looking at Duke, you're looking at Kansas. They don't have any picks in the top ten. Nobody predicts. Nobody predicts a Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina player going in the top ten. And matter of fact, Maxi is predicted in the top 20 with possibly Cole Anthony being up there. And that is it for Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, and Kansas in the first round of the draft. And that, to me, I'm not sure in, in my life that I've seen that. And no one's talking about it. Duke, uh, Bleacher Report today, thinks that Trey Jones could go number 30th from Duke. And that 30 is practically the second round. I don't even count it. You go 30, you go 27 or later, you weren't even in the top 27. Like, you weren't even good. Yeah, if you go 27 or later. <laughs> hey, it's just simple math here, buddy. Just yeah, simple math. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, when, when you win by 5 million votes, you won, you know. <laughs> it's just how it is. Uh, so, Kentucky does have three guys in the draft with Nick Richards, Emmanuel Quickly. Uh, Michigan State man Xavier Tillman is still in that on that board. Yeah, he's um, a good stretch. Yeah, he was a junior that you could have got one more year out of him. And I'm ju- I'm just saying Michigan State bigs. You know you got Jerry Jackson Jr. and Draymond Green within the last last ten years. That's the move. I tried to get Danny Green to go play with Jerry Jackson Jr. and you were like, Nah, <laughs> no Memphis, no Memphis. <laughs> no, we don't want Danny Green in Memphis. I'm you know speaking of Memphis, I've been thinking a lot about uh, John Morant lately, and. Uh, I, I got kind of kind of a little worried about him. Just like I was thinking about who would I compare John Morant to, and it's Derrick Rose ten years ago, and then I started cringing. I thought, was it because he's in Memphis? <laughs> I mean, I guess there's that connection, but 
uh, you know, just their style of play, you know, breakneck speed, um, you know, high energy, stopping on a dime, shifting, and then, and I just had visions of John Morant, you know, going down with 48 seconds left in, in the game. Uh, and I just started cringing. So, you know, everybody, I just want you to take a moment, send your good vibes to John Morant's knees, and, and let's hope that we don't have a similar situation. So this is like this is like whenever you're a kid and you think about something bad happening to your parents, <laughs> and you start to imagine it, and you're like, oh, no, I can't even think about that because yeah, yeah. that really makes me scared, and I'm yeah. just a kid. You know, I'm gonna, maybe I'll ask, you know, and you're like, Dad, you afraid to die? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, shut up. Don't talk about that stuff, you know? Like, this is that situation yeah. where you were like, yeah, oh, like, John exactly. Moran's so good. What if he gets hurt? <laughs> you know, you're just like, boom. And then you're like, oh, no, I hope that doesn't happen. I shouldn't think about it. I shouldn't think about it. I shouldn't think about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. exactly. Well, I mean, hopefully you didn't just jinx him right here on the podcast. No, good vibes only. Oh. Good vibes in the universe. Good vibes tribe. <laughs> no. I mean, no, sure, whatever. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, I just, I actually, I'm really offended about your anti-Danny Green Memphis comments. <laughs> I don't know what my dog is in this fight. Uh, it's just that, you know, I really felt like Memphis got kind of mistreated in the Ugadala deal. I mean, uh-huh. Andre wouldn't even go play with them. He was like, I ain't playing with bogus. those kids. Bogus. He did him real bogus. bogus. Forced his way to the finals again. Yeah. <laughs> but That's how we do it, Springfield. That's how we do it. <laughs> that's why Springfield's not mediocre like Lincoln. But, um, I, you know, you look, at, you look at this Memphis lineup, you know, you got John Morant. Who you just said is Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose-esque. Okay, he's the yeah. new Memphis Derrick Rose. Well, he, the the second Memphis Derrick Rose. Oh, shout out to Memphis Derrick Rose. You got Jaron Jackson and Valanciunas playing in, in down in the paint. There it is. You got Brandon Clark, who's really good. You got Justice Winslow, really? who's a quality quality yep. wing. Yeah. Uh, and you're telling me that this team couldn't use a wing player like Danny Green who can spot yep. up and shoot the three yep. and take the ball from people that's, that's what and I'm keep saying. keep these young guys anchored that's down. That's what I'm saying. A two-time, wait, think, the two-time, three-time champion Danny Green? I'm just saying, I think Danny Green is too good of a person in the locker room. I just don't want that. Who's got more chips, Danny mind. Green or Ubedala? Danny Green and Ubedala the same amount of chips, bro. That's a true question. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure. Golden State's got three, wait, right? Yeah. And that's all he got. Oh, because the Heat lost. I already forgot. <laughs> Green Green got one with the Lakers, one with Toronto. He's two years in a row. Yep. So wherever the, he goes is, is who's winning. He, he did what Kawhi should have yeah, done. Yeah, people thought it was Kawhi that was winning, yeah. but it was Green that was, <laughs> was winning. Danny. So Green goes to Toronto, and they I'm, win. I'm Green just saying. Green goes to Lakers, they win. We know Oklahoma City's not going to yep. win. So whoever Oklahoma City trades Green to, that's who was winning at all this year. And he's, mm-hmm. got, he's got one on backup with the Spurs this that is he also like, got yeah. with Kawhi. Yep, so. and and I'm just saying Kawhi has never won a championship without Danny Green. No, but Danny Green won championships without Kawhi. Danny Green has won a championship. This is going to turn into to the new uh, the new like Knicks theory. How how like every NBA Finals since conception has had somebody that has played on the Knicks at some point, or like the Shaquille O'Neal theory, oh, yeah. where like each of the last thirty who, years or something. Who in the final? Who in, who in the finals played on the Knicks this year? Oh, on the Knicks, uh, LeBron and Danny Green played with Shaq. Yeah, they, but let's. Who was on who was on the floor that played for the Knicks before? Not not JaVale, not Dwight. I mean you don't you don't have anybody. KCP was a Detroit guy. So basically nobody on the Lakers side. So now you gotta go all the Heat players. None of them Heat players played in New York. No, you're only thinking about like five guys on each team. What? <laughs> I'm thinking about all of them. Let's let's see. Miami. Oh my gosh, I can pull up their roster. I mean, yep. I'm a real analyst. No, that's what I'm doing. I'm a real analyst. You got Dragic, you got Vince, you'll never even heard of. Yo, shout, out to, shout out to Haslam signing on. Another Jay team. Crowder, Solomon Hill, did he play for the Knicks? No. Nah. Myers Leonard should have played for the Knicks. That bum. Nah, I mean, nobody, I don't think there was any Knicks in the finals this year. Who does play for the Knicks, anyways? <laughs> <laughs> How are they still in the NBA? We're going to have to remove them. Hey, check this out, dude. This is the Knicks lineup. <laughs> this is podcast gold. Oh, last year was Jeremy Lin. I forgot about that with the Raptors. Oh, yeah, the year he four had, was. He had 17, was 17 seconds. You're right. But nobody this year. Unless Jeremy Lin was somehow back. Nobody this year. Dude, do you know who plays for the Knicks? <laughs> Because I'm looking at this list, and there's a lot of guys I've heard of in the past, and they're all there. Bobby Portis? Did it end this year? I think it did. I think it did. Taj Gibson plays for the Knicks, so they basically have the Bulls. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, the Knicks have to trade for Harden or Westbrook. Like they literally have no choice. They have they have Peyton, Nicolina, and Dennis Smith Jr. all playing point guard right now. Those guys are oh, all bad. We missed the we missed it. It's J.R. Smith. Oh shoot! It is. It was J.R. Smith. <laughs> that was in our face. He was right there. I always forget he, he is still the exists. He is. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to go Pat Riley, I mean, you can. You can. Yeah, you could go on Pat Riley. Yeah, you know, so, I think I think I'll give the Knicks both Pat Riley and J.R. Smith. Yeah. Wow. There always is a Knicks in the final. <laughs> but there are never the Knicks. Never in the, the Knicks. No, no, no. Never the Knicks. Only on Nick. Look, if the Knicks, if they trade for for Westbrook or, or Harden. Or Drew Holiday, because I could just see him doing that. That's what I'm saying. Tebow theory works no better than with the Knicks. Like, the Knicks, you get James Harden, and you let James Harden do every record that he wants to do. Tebow, so your Tebow theory, all right, we didn't actually, I didn't actually dust up the Tebow theory at all. So first off, it's okay. desecration to bring up Tim Tebow and Adam's study. <laughs> so here we are recording in, in the preacher's study, and he really doesn't like Tim yeah. Tebow. Uh, it's okay. I'm, like, I brought I'm up saying... a couple times that Tebow... Was like at least back up good. Yeah, he really got mad. Like I thought we were gonna I mean, be friends anymore afterwards. Tim Tebow right? beat beat the Steelers in OT. <laughs> Doesn't matter, okay. But the Tim Tebow theory that you just gave me, which is Tim Tebow sells jerseys. Yep. And just having him on a team will get you fans because he's yep. popular. I agree with that, but it doesn't apply with the Knicks going after James Harden no. because Harden's actually like good at yeah. basketball overall. Like I get he's it. still a two times MVP, mm-hmm. and Tim Tebow yeah. is like good at college football. Yeah. <laughs> but you could you could do like a a Wilt Chamberlain in twenty twenty one experiment with James Harden. You let James Harden play forty five minutes a night in the Garden, and he's been super durable. He never gets injured. Let's just see what happens. I mean, James Harden would sell more tickets than Kyrie and Kevin are going to sell in Brooklyn just Let's by just playing see. in the Garden. It, but If James Harden was in the Garden, the Knicks would automatically take the crown back from Brooklyn because they would be relevant again. Well, they would have fans. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to... Can you imagine a poster with Spike Lee They're and not a Harden top on. six East team with no, Harden. They're like an Absolutely seed. not. But, you know, we, we get to see a Harden 80-point game. You know that Julius Randle plays for right now. <laughs> Why? Why is he wasting his career in New York? Because he's he's chasing the bag. That's what it is. Imagine Julius Randle going back to L.A. Julius Randle was more popular in L.A. than he has been in New York. Hey, you know the Knicks haven't lost a game since March. <laughs> That's pretty good. Like who can say that? The Bulls, the Wizards. Uh, but did they end on a win? I mean, I think I think the Knicks have ended on Maybe. a win. Well, either way, the Knicks haven't won, won or lost a game since March. Yeah. Um, either way, you know uh, they've got some pretty good guys. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> Wayne Ellington's shoe game's on point. He plays for the Knicks. Ooh. I, I think that uh, I think before this just devolves into <laughs> a Knicks podcast, um, the only guy I really want to see in in that uh, blue and orange. That is the colors, right? Uh, is uh, is that Zach Levine, man? Oh my God. They should trade right. Zach Levine. Zach Levine, forty-eight minutes. Zach Levine, Zach Levine, and James Harden go to New York to play Yo, for the Knicks. If Whew. I'm saying it now, if James Harden and Zach Levine are playing in New York, as soon as COVID is over, I'm buying tickets to go see a Knicks game. Oh, I would. Uh, I don't actually ever want to see James Harden live. Straight up, that's that's the globe trotters right there. No, look, you you know how? Uh, I mean, it's messed up to talk about, but you know how some people see something dramatic and it makes them go blind, but you can't explain it. I'm not gonna name the famous guy that happened to, but because that's some bogus stuff. But if I saw James Harden in real life, yeah. what if I? Are you talking about Paul in the Bible? What do you don't talk about Paul in the Bible? Man, he went blind. He saw, he saw something too hey, great. I'm gonna tell you a secret. <laughs> I'm talking about Ray Charles. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, don't don't reference, don't look it up. Jamie Foxx, man, he's the real Ray Charles, right? Anyway, if I saw James Harden live, what if I went blind? You see what I mean? Like, I don't, I ain't gonna buy a ticket to possibly lose my sight from seeing trauma, from seeing bad basketball happen in real life. Yeah. Zach Levine and James Harden, that would be that would traumatize my basketball I, self. Like, yeah. I would maybe. Never be able to watch basketball again, at the very least. I'd be like, it's over. You know, what happened to the good old days? Like, I end up one of those guys going to the barbershop complaining yeah. about when basketball used to be good and yeah. stuff like that. That's what would happen. 
I do predict that Houston is going to send either Westbrook or Harden to the New York Knicks. I, one of them yeah. dudes is going to the Knicks <laughs> because the Knicks have to get one of them. Like, because of the, the Tebow effect, I guess. <laughs> they should. They should. I'm, I'm telling you straight up, if I'm a GM. Westbrook would sell so many jerseys in New so York, many. dude. He would be the king of New York. So many. And you and know then, that, like, if you combine Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nicolina, and Alfred Payton, you still wouldn't get a guy as good as Westbrook, and Westbrook can't even hit three. Yeah. <laughs> so. He's a freak. He's, he's also, a to everybody trashing Russell Westbrook out there, I done heard some of the, some of the podcasts I've listened to, some of the other uh, wannabe analysts, not the real D analysts yeah. like us, yeah. but some of these other guys who are who are going to games and have inside information. Some of those guys, yep. I heard them saying stuff like, "Well, if Westbrook couldn't succeed in this system that was built for him, then he can't succeed anywhere." I just want you to know that Westbrook plays harder than anybody in the NBA, and he would dunk on you, he would dunk on your mom, he would dunk on your grandma, and saying that by being in a situation where he was playing with James Harden. If he couldn't succeed with James Harden, that he was therefore never going to succeed, is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You mean a team that had absolutely no defense? Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't have a problem putting up points. Yeah. They were scoring points. Westbrook was putting up some big points. Westbrook wasn't the problem. Dan Tony was the problem. Mm-hmm. Defense was a problem. Yeah. Uh, also, I think you meant Dan Tonios. I see. I'm glad you brought it up because I was getting ready to address that. <laughs> I know that I said some things wrong. I said Jacob Pirelli or something. You said Jacob Podal. Podal. Yeah, yeah, Jacob Podal. This, this an invisible R in there. Right, just like, just like tortilla, but that's an invisible L. Well, it's not invisible. Yeah, you gotta say. My grandpa would always say tortilla, so there's two L's. You gotta pronounce one of them. Uh, I may have said that wrong earlier, but. Mike D'Antonio, I want to I want to make something clear. Mike D'Antonio is one of the present president's lawyers. I saw this in the paper. It said that one of his attorneys was Michael D'Antonio, and I was like, man, the whole time that Dalton's been talking about Mike D'Antonio, he wasn't even talking about basketball guy. He was talking about some big Washington lawyer. Straight so up. I just want to make sure that people listening to this podcast realize that when we talk about D'Antonio, we're not talking about the lawyer. We're talking about the assistant coach of the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> and on that, I think we're out. On that, we're out. Uh, see you Friday. We're going to talk free agency. It's going to be great. So many good things are going to happen. Baller out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Am I Baller? If you're walking down the street in, in a city like Dallas or Austin or a city that's not in Texas, like Branson, and someone says... Hey, I love you 1,000 Kobe Bryants. You might as well just marry that person on the spot. You know, uh, get you a justice of the peace, sign the papers, maybe a prenup, and just get all married. Now, all that being said, as the NBA trade season, free agency season, draft season, whatever this whole off-season thing is, as it gets underway, we just want the whole NBA, everybody that's listening, Adam Silver, um, you know, everybody really involved to know that we love you 1,000 Kobe Bryant. Thanks for listening.